0: All right, here it is again, and it's called. Yeah! I believe that the music I heard is a killer. It's a killer of hope. It's a killer of spirit. Punk rock. It's about three chords,
1: four if you're And Devo plays for Muffy's party.
2: hey everybody i'm joseph and i'm rob welcome to the final episode of season one of deep dives and deep cuts the history of punk post-punk and new wave 1976 to 1986.
1: it's the final episode this is a it's kind of bittersweet i mean you know we've been <laughs> we've been at this for a while and we have uh, i've kind of grown attached although i yeah. will admit a, a break sounds nice but but <laughs> man this is our final episode of this first season
2: and what is this episode going to be about, Rob?
1: Oh, it's our, t- it's our top 10 list, the best of 77, our personal choices for what we think yeah. the top 10 best.
2: Yeah, that's right. So um, we are going to count down, um, well, we're going to go through three different lists. We're going to th- go through my personal list mm-hmm. of uh, the best albums of 1977. We're going to go through your personal list. And then... We're gonna go through the final list which is your list and my list and then our communities lists oh, yeah all tallied up together. Yep. So um, full transparency we are um, so we will release this as one episode but we're recording this in two chunks. Right. So this is um, this is a week before we release that we're doing this first half where Rob and I just, Uh, go reveal our personal lists and then later on this week after the deadline is passed for submissions uh, we will record the final list Um, so right now Rob and I have well not only do we have no idea what each other's lists are but we have absolutely no idea
1: what the final list is going to be right is that right Rob that's right because people are still sending in their lists so yeah yeah
2: Yeah. Um, and they're they're finally starting to come in so that's great that's that's great great to see I was getting a little nervous there (laughs) at first but
1: there's some pretty there's some pretty good lists in there too. I I will say there's some pretty good pretty good choices. Yeah
2: yeah and some some real surprises. Mm-hmm. It's it's so interesting to see where other people other people are at. It's it's such a subjective thing. Um, but there are you know there's some obvious ones that are are floating to the top. Um, okay maybe that's not the best imagery. <laughs> <laughs> cream is floating to the top <laughs> or something anyways let's just before before i derail this um anymore let's um let's jump into our list
1: yeah let's do it
2: so we're going to um for the most part not play any songs uh while we're very uh, revealing our list we we might play a song here a song there from an album that we suspect won't make it on to the final list but we will save most of the music for when we do the big reveal um and also one other thing um just uh let's clarify about how we're gonna tally things up to to get to this final list so we've um we've asked our community to submit their top five and um so while rob and i will be talking about our top 10 only our top five will count towards the final list. So our, our um, choices have no more weight than anyone else who submitted, except for in the case of a tie. So if, if there is a tie, then we will refer to our six through 10 to hopefully break that tie. Right. Um, and this is how the scoring will go. Our number five choice is gonna be worth one point our number four choice is gonna be worth two points. Our number three choice is gonna be worth three points. Our number two choice is gonna be worth four points. And then our number one choice is gonna be worth six because your your best of the year, that's a little extra. To be top of the list, you get a little boost there. So um, that, point system is going to be applied to every submission regardless of whether it's uh, one of our community members or you or I or, or across the table mm-hmm. so with that in mind let's start um, with our personal top tens at number 10 yeah. you want to go first do you want me to
1: I would like you to go first
2: okay so my number 10 favorite album of 1977 is my um sort of favorite dark horse the stinky toys Uh i did i did some real soul searching you know to make sure that i wasn't putting it on my list just because you know i'm excited about them and trying to champion them as an underdog so i i i literally sat down and looked at you know looked at the list of all of the albums that aren't in my top 10 and went if somebody asked me to choose between listening to the stinky toys right now or this album which would i pick and i think i can honestly say that the stinky toys is my tenth favorite album uh, um, from 1977. Oh, okay. It's not a perfect album, um, right. but the energy is high, and the 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 songs that work really work for me. Um, it's really my biggest criticism is that just the production is is pretty crummy. And,
1: and um, the fact that it's number ten doesn't mean you don't like it. Number oh, ten is still pretty pretty highly ranked.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, out of out of almost 40 albums, you know, I, I got to like it a lot. It's just, it's a, it's a very flawed album, but, um, you know, and maybe if they had put out a, a second album that was more together than, then, you know, I might be able to just kind of poo poo this one, but since the, it's the only thing we have from them and they've got a really great sort of distinct energy. So, right. Stinky Toys uh, only album called Stinky Toys, or sometimes uh, Plastic Faces, is my number ten for seventy-seven.
1: All right. Well, um, I kind of f- fell into the same slot that you did uh, in that sort, in that sense. That what I thought was going to be, you know, a really highly ranked album. I wanted to make sure that it, it wasn't just because you know i heard something i'd never really heard before and it it kind of triggered something at the moment you know um so i kind of sat with it for a while and and this this my number 10 is is suicide um well that
2: surprises me yeah i really expected it to be higher because you were so excited about it exactly
1: exactly and now i expected it to be higher as well um and i listened to the album over and over again and i did the same thing you did i Laid them all out there, and I thought, okay, which one do I want to hear right now? Which one do I want to go for a drive and listen to? You know, yeah. um, and uh, Suicide kept falling back. Uh, yeah, I had it ranked pretty high, it was in my top five, and it kept falling back, falling back until finally it, it stayed at 10. So, yeah. you know, that, that was one of my surprises. Oh,
0: baby. Oh baby, I love you. Sweet, sweet, my comic book fantasy.
2: Um, no surprise uh, when I tell you that it didn't make my my top ten.
1: Not surprised a bit.
2: <laughs> um, I don't think it's a bad album, but if you um, if you sat down with me and said, Joseph, we're going to listen to one of the albums released from 1977. You can choose one to take off the table. Mm-hmm. I would probably pick that album. Just interesting. Um, not from song to song, but just like the idea of listening to a whole, that whole album straight through yeah. is that, that would be rough for me.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough.
2: My number nine is sex pistols. Never mind the bollocks. Here's the sex pistols. Wow.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. So, um, I've, been, for the last couple of days, I've really been um, uh, agonizing over whether, you know, how much of of it, as far as me raking this so low, is me just. I've always had this this sort of like knee jerk reaction to this album. Um, the same way that I feel about um, Sgt. Pepper's or Exile on Main Street, or um, Pet Sounds, or Nirvana's Nevermind, where it's just always been shoved down my throat as far as this is one of the greatest albums ever, and you have to love it, you know? And it's just like, there's a part of me that goes, no, screw you, it's too overrated. You
1: can't tell me what I like. <laughs> right which which might even be a disservice but it is what it is
2: <laughs> yeah well i mean and i've always felt that way i i've always felt like this is a uh, an extremely overrated album i'll tell you before we um did the mini dive on the sex pistols my guess is that it wouldn't have even made my top 10 oh. however um when we did the mini dive I can't say for certain, but I think that was the first and only time that I've listened to that album with headphones on. It really makes a difference. You wouldn't think that it would make a difference, but it really makes a difference because I was so impressed with with um, you know the production of it and sonically how how much depth it it has to it. It's just a little um, you know it just it gets. Old fast for me so I'm mm. um, I know that um, that there are in fact my guess is the majority of the lists submitted will have um, this album listed much higher
1: so uh, so my number nine is another big surprise and it'll probably surprise you as well um, but again, I, I filtered it and I, I vetted heavily. <laughs> and uh, Ian Dury's new boots and panties fell down to number nine for me. Yeah,
2: so um, this was originally on my list. I think it was pretty high, like number six, and it just it got old fast. and yeah. so it's it does not appear on my my no. list. I um, yeah,
1: I still I still love it. And, uh, the thing about it to me is it feels a little disjointed at times. Um, you know, the energy for each song is, is very diverse. (laughs) Let me put it that way. Yeah. So, so that to me was, was kind of a, a down point. Um, and which is why it kept sliding down the list. It, you know, it didn't feel like it was really tied together for me so well. Um, but I still enjoy the album and I still, I still do. I still love it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I am surprised. I thought it would be higher, um, but yeah, this is after three or four more listens. Um, I I'm done with this album for a while. I think so.
1: I've got a big feeling that new boots and panties by Ian Dury is not going to make it to the top <laughs> 10 list.
2: <laughs> yeah. think, I
1: think, and it's too bad. It really is. I mean, Um, I I really enjoy the album a lot but uh, so okay I can accept that it won't make it in Um, so in that case let's go ahead and play a song from the album this is My Old Man My old man wore three
0: piece whistles he was never home for long drove a bus for London Transport he knew where he belonged number 18 down to Euston Double-decker, move along Double-decker, move along My old man Later on he drove a roller chauffeuring for foreign men Dropped his H's on occasion sickle go blimey now and then Did the crossword in the standard At the airport in the rain At the airport in the rain
2: okay my number eight is bad. elvis costello's my aim is true um wow th-
1: i'm yeah. sorry but that that surprises me really, really? yeah um, i
2: i think i've been pretty articulate about the uh, does it surprise you that it's on my list at all or that it's so low no.
1: No. And and I guess you're right. So it surprises me that it's at number 8. But but the truth of it is, is I know what a fan of Elvis Costello you are, but I also yeah. looking at it, you know, it's one of those where yes, I'm a huge fan, but this album isn't his best album for you, you know. So Yeah, I, I mean, I to, that
2: to to just recap the the issues that I have with this album is that um you know the songwriting is some of his very best, but the uh-huh. music is the band is just sluggish, and you know it—it it, it sounds exactly like what it is. It's a four hire come into the studio, learn the songs, record the songs. Yeah. yeah, that's what the music sounds like to me, and I have. Her, I just, a little while ago, came across this internet rumor. And I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is true, then I have a new goal in life, um, which is I read somewhere that um, Elvis Costello, once the attractions got together, they actually went back and re-recorded My Aim is True, but it was never released.
1: Wow. Now, I want to hear that out. That's... <laughs> yeah that's a hidden gem right there yeah yeah
2: (laughs) so (laughs) yeah so I, i just i don't think that elvis costello quite has his is focused as far as his vision of what his voice is and what his energy is and the direction that he's going into yet that coupled with the the really kind of sloppy uninspired um backing band i don't I mean, it to to be clear, it's sloppy compared to the attractions, right. you know. So, so anyways, my number eight is is Elvis Costello's uh, "My Aim Is True."
1: Okay, well, here's a big surprise. Uh, my number eight is Iggy Pop's "Lust for Life." Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, that is a big surprise. Now, now, it's a surprise to me too, but again, you know, when vetting, and we have. Like you said, 40 something albums that we covered over the period of 1977. Um, You know, I still like Iggy Pop a lot and I'll still praise him like crazy. This is a, to me, it's a a great album. Um, But, you know, a lot of the stuff we listened to was new to me. And so it was eye opening and mind blowing. And I just, uh, you know, I found some new material. And, And so Iggy Pop's still awesome. But he's, this album, Lust for Life, is only at eight so
2: so my number seven is this is the modern world by the jam uh-huh. um so uh this is not a perfect album um for me the songs that i like i love and then the rest of it, it i'm just kind of indifferent about and it's got at least one, or possibly two, cover tunes, and you know how I feel about punk band doing covers of, of straight ahead rock songs. I'm not not a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but you on this album, you can really you you have a very good sense that they are on their way to becoming a a brilliant band. So yeah. um, I I love this stuff that I love off of this album. And I love it enough for it to be um, my number seven. Fantastic. I'm pretty sure that this album, um, This Is The Modern World is is not going to make it into um, our final top 10. So let's go ahead and listen to a song off of that, uh, a song called Standards.
1: seven (laughs) my number seven actually was higher on the list and then it bounced off the list completely and then it came back this is one of these issues where uh you know my list isn't quite done until the very last minute sort of thing um yeah and
2: and a a week from now you'll be smacking yourself up that upside the head going why did i pick that Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's it's totally it'll be totally different from day to day, and it has been since we yep. even announced this this episode. <laughs> so, but um, so number seven for me is never mind the Bullocks, okay, um, and by by the Sex Pistols, and I wasn't gonna put it on my list because of the reason that you mentioned uh, at one point earlier that it. I, I, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just because it's the sex pistols it should be on this list you know what I mean yeah um, and and I've always been one of those people who are like you know kind of against the popular thing because it's popular and that's really not the way to go you really should No, go.
2: I and I've got the the exact same dynamic yeah. you know yeah. so
1: so so I took it off the list because I was sure that I only wanted it on the list because it was a Sex Pistols. Um, but continuing listening to the albums, there's, uh, never mind the Bullocks, this is a, this is an album that I'd play in the car, and my whole family, I mean, my when my daughter was, was a newborn, she was rocking out to this album. And I love the energy, it's consistent all the way through the album. Uh, I don't think there's a track on there that I just don't love. So when it comes down to it, It's not because it's the Sex Pistols. It's because it's an awesome album. So they're my number seven.
2: Yeah. Number six for me is Wire's Pink Flag. Uh Um, And once again, I I think I've been pretty articulate about um, where I'm at with this album. Although I will say this. If, If albums were types of literature, then say like David Bowie's Heroes or David Bowie's Low might be like a Russian novel. <laughs> Wire's Pink Flag is the literary equivalent of you sitting at a table in a coffee house and some guy running up to you and pulling a wad of, of cocktail napkins out of his pocket and slamming them on the table and each one is written a wild idea and some of them are brilliant and some of them are kind of (laughs) crazy and that's kind of what this album is to me now that's not that's not intended as a diss i mean i think that that's that's got its own charm to me but it's just it's kind of all over the place and, um, you know, I think there's five or six songs that I absolutely adore and then there's a lot of other songs. Nothing that I absolutely hate, but, um, you know, so I I love Wire and um, it's, uh, this album is my number six of 77.
1: Um, I think I've been in bars where I've seen that sort of thing happen, by the way. I I think that you've probably been to the same bar, so. (laughs) Um, my number six is Rocket to Russia by the Ramones.
2: Uh Uh-huh. So, did you have, um... Well, actually, I'm I'm assuming that leave home is not on your list. Is is it not on your list or you don't. Okay. so did you have a hard time choosing between the two or was it very clear?
1: I. Again, it was one of those situations where this is the Ramones and they need to be on there at least once, Um, you know, and I kind of I kind of was able to clear my head of that sort of thinking uh, Mm -hmm. about this time now. To me, Rocket to Russia, in the, in the course of recording this podcast, this series, Rocket to Russia has really grown on me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so it it wasn't hard at all, and that surprised me. Yeah, it really did.
2: Well, it it is of the two; it is the one that that popped up on a couple of lists of um, you know best of this or best of that, which we discussed uh, last episode. Uh-huh. So. Mm-hmm.
1: So a rocket to Russia by the Ramones, my number six. And I'll say this too, uh, five years, five years ago, 10 years ago, it wasn't even close to being on my top 10 list. Um, although I love the Ramones, you know, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. here we are.
2: Okay. So that brings us to number five. So this is, this is where it starts counting, you know, the points go towards the, the final tally. So, um, my number five started out as my number one and that's richard hell and the voidoids blank generation Ooh. wow yeah so still a great album i still love it i th- i still think it's uh, one of the all-time great punk albums or at least one of the all-time great first wave punk albums um i i don't it's so you know how when I was when I was raving about this album I was going you know those things that he does that I should that should normally bother me but don't f- with this album which yeah. is him singing <laughs> out of tune and him doing a, a lot of like 70s white boy blues guitar right. well it started bothering that you. stuff started bugging <laughs> me <laughs> so <laughs> of course of course but, well that's all but right but I still I still think he's brilliant. I think yeah. he's a visionary. I think that um I think he is pure id in the vi- he of like all of the messy pure id anarchy rules punkers, he is my favorite. Yeah. You know, because he he is he's so talented. He he uh, lyrically he's always very focused and he does. There's not a misstep, even even when the subject matter gets kind of disturbing and gross. He he is he is such a master as far as being in control of the his narrative um, that that I just I'm still kind of floored by it. I just think that musically, it's you know it's kind of some of the charm has come off a little bit it's number five so it's it's a great album but i'm not as over the moon about this album as i was originally
1: uh, i think that it's a it's a shame that richard hell isn't seen as one of these uh artists and maybe it's because he's still alive, you know. That's great. I'm glad he is. I'm glad he's still around. But, but there are these these artists that are are icons like Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Janis Joplin, um, Sid Vicious. Sid, you know. Vicious. And <laughs> these people. I mean, these people. You know, they were they were those kind of of artists, uh, that kind of artist. And and Richard Hell is that kind of artist. And it. You know, maybe it's just that he's he's still alive and was able to do other things. You know, go into acting and writing, etc. That he didn't make that icon list. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I I think it was just a um. I think that he was just. It was always a case of him not quite being in the right place <laughs> at the right time. Like right. he was a little yeah. <laughs> ahead of his time, and then by the time he. Re- finally releases an album you know if, if this album had come out in 75 or 76 I think it would be a completely different story yeah you know right.
1: I think you're right about that yeah
2: okay um, what's your number five?
1: Ooh, my number five so the top five here uh it's I'm it's not completely different from what I thought it would be but there were some bands that really surprised me that came in and uh number five for me is wire's pink flag Mm -hmm. and and i just found myself really enjoying the energy behind that album and i really found myself enjoying um pretty much pretty much all the songs
2: well i'm i'm really glad to hear that i I, um i i always kind of pegged you for for a wire guy yeah yeah. yeah,
1: and 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 I'm glad I'm I'm glad that I have been introduced to Wire. Now, I know that it's one of those albums that uh, you know the majority of of the world says yes, it's the number one album for them. Yeah, <laughs> as far as wires wires best. Yeah, but yeah. it it's dang man, I mean it's good.
2: Yeah, number four for me. Up until about a week ago, David Bowie's Heroes was not on my list. And it wasn't until we got our first submission, um, so Dan, it was on Dan's list, and I saw it and I went, you know, I need to go back, and because I'd been thinking about this dynamic about how I kind of am unfairly dinging albums from bands that I love, and it's not my favorite of their albums, so I, I tend to dis- discard it so i went back and listened to it and i'm like oh it's got to be in my top 10 and then every time i listened to it it got a little bit higher and a little bit higher my only problem with this album is side two has four instrumentals the first instrumental i like the other three just bring this album to a grinding halt absolutely don't work for me so if Those three songs weren't in this album and instead there were three, you know, songs with vocals that were at least as good as, um, you know, the weakest other song off of this album. This would probably be my number one because I really do love the rest of this album a lot. But I I just can't overlook the fact that, that the big old chunk of side two is just skip skip skip
1: you know i i came up with that same same issue especially with bowie with low and 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 uh heroes it's 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 the instrumental stuff that that always trips me up you know Um, Mm -hmm. i want to see i want an album that i can carry with me and listen to wherever i'm going if i'm driving or walking or working on something in the shop you know whatever and uh I can't do that with those two albums, unfortunately, but I do love both of those albums. In fact, more than I used to. So that was your number four. four. Um, My number four is another surprise uh, to me, and I bet it's going to be a surprise to you. Okay. Uh, Number four is The Saints' I'm Stranded. (laughs) <laughs> not a surprise at all
2: <laughs> yeah, total surprise <laughs> <laughs> so
1: um and i in fact i i'm listening to it now in the car like i said it's it's one of those uh-huh. you know i'm driving around and listening to it and singing along to it and and even turning it up really loud when i'm you know cruising around i mean it's it's good and it'll i think it's always going to be good to me you know
2: great uh, I don't have anything to say about this album, other than <laughs> it's not on my list. Right. <laughs> Big surprise. Okay, number three for me, um, I'm sh- shocked that it's this high, is Ultravox's Ha Ha Ha. Oh, so, good So yeah. um, this started out at more like six or seven, and it kept climbing higher, not because... I listened to it and went, oh, no, this has got to be higher. But just because other albums I listened to and went, no, this, this needs to be brought down, you know. Um, and so Ultravox's Ha 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 rose higher just because it's, you know, it held up. Um, this is a, a remarkably, like, reliable and steady album. I mean, there's, there's no missteps. I mean, so if if Richard Hell's album, you know, he's so talented that maybe he had a really high ceiling and maybe most of the songs didn't come close to reaching the ceiling that he had as far as his talent and his, his um, potential. Well, Ultravox... Probably had a lower ceiling as far as how high they could go, but most of these songs are pretty close I mean, I feel like they're firing on all cylinders They're just not don't happen to be the fastest race car song on the the track, you know Um, So there is not a song off of here that I don't at least kind of like Um, Let's talk about this album and and ultravox for a little while because he i think this is the band that just as a punk band gets overlooked a lot so um john fox the lead vocalist he's got a great voice he's always in tune it's sufficiently punk the uh the lyrics are interesting and on point um and fairly fairly smart and clever and um and the subject matter is not just like dumb love songs. They're they're sufficiently punk as far as as being you know some sort of social or political commentary or satire. Um, the music is is quite good, and and this is one of the most important things for me. All the songs are really catchy. There is a real pop sensibility to this album, so. Um, unfortunately young savages is not on this album otherwise well no i think it would still be at number three but <laughs> um but still this is a uh, this is this is the the album that just won't let you down you know it's not going to blow your mind but it's just so solid and so good um so even though this is my number three and I, I really, really like it a lot, I, I can say with a fair amount of confidence that it is not going to make the final um, top ten as far as all the lists combined. So let's go ahead and hear uh, a song off of it. Um, let's hear Fear in the Western World. Your picture of
0: yourself is a media myth underneath this floor, on the- of a glyph, someone's
2: That's my number
1: three. Well, I gotta say that, uh, ha ha ha. If we were doing a top twenty or even a top fifteen, ha ha, ha, ha would definitely be on my list. Um, it, I mean, all the points that you you hit are completely valid. But all right, so my number three is the idiot by Iggy. What? Poop. Yeah. Wait,
2: what? Time yeah. out.
1: I know. <laughs> I know. I told you this list has been fluctuating, and and uh, actually, so, so many of these albums have grown on me.
2: Yeah, so walk me through this. That the uh-huh. idiot is is rated so much higher than Lust for Life for you.
1: Well, it, and and they were close. Okay, they were they were close. Literally, uh, they were at um, I think I think I had Lust for Life at three, and the idiot was at four and i just kept listening to all this music and not only that but i i i did a lot of now you know me i i like to to research the bands and the artists part of what i love about iggy pop and his music is iggy pop himself and his music you know he's yeah he's pretty dynamic and um has been
2: well and i think that's really kind of the only way that you can love iggy pop's music is okay. by by okay. loving iggy pop
1: well uh don't, don't you rate, think i i don't know well yeah i mean his him himself he is a performer yes yeah. is fascinating i think so um and then just listening to the idiot and reading about iggy pop in in that in that time, making that album, I, I, it has grown on me to the point where, you know, it's it's kind of solidified itself in in my heart. It it has become one of those icons, you know, <laughs> that uh-huh. that I just have to love.
2: Well, Um, I'm, so, so you've kind of come around to my way of thinking on this because this was my number one, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking, I I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, Yeah. that it's yeah not, not,
2: not to talk you out of anything or anything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's in there, man. It's, uh, it's set in stone, but, um, you know, so it did surprise me. It, like I said, this whole list has pretty much been blowing my mind, um, you know as i've been putting it together so and we're at number three and as we go into number two and number one i think you're going to find still that there's a couple more surprises Hmm. so yeah
2: okay well um i my guess is that your your top two and my top two are there's going to be some overlap if not uh the same top two titles so Ah, this may be true we'll just see okay Okay, so number two for me is the Clash's debut album, The Clash. I don't have anything to say about this album other than it's the Clash.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> there,
2: there are so many great songs um, off of this album. This is, this is an, a stone cold classic album.
1: Yeah. Um. You know, the only thing I could say about that is that they're also my number two. And that band, that album is also my number two album. Yeah. Um, and I, think I you suspect that- my,
2: my prediction is that this album is going to be the album that's no, in the number two slots for more lists than any other band Yeah, um, just because it is, it's so good but it's not quite flashy enough to be a number one um so anyways that's just a that's a hunch
1: yeah yeah well it's a great album and uh i i had a feeling it was going to rank really high on my list okay this entire time I so mean,
2: <laughs> i can't tell you how happy i will be if your number one and my number one are the same and i kind of suspect that it might be because you you haven't mentioned them yet and that's talking heads debut album talking heads 77 (laughs) so (laughs) when i was talking about this dynamic of sort of like downplaying albums by bands where there's other albums that i love more this is this is exhibit a Uh so going into this season, you know, I if I just had to guess what my number one album of '77 would be, I never would have guessed this. But listening to it in the context of the other music that was that was happening, this is a mind blowing album. Yeah. Um, the the I mean, it's the first like true blue post punk album. It doesn't sound anything like any other music before it Uh, i mean you can certainly hear influences here but it's like it's got its whole whole different thing um going on some of the songs i absolutely adore there's a couple of songs that you know kind of drag and get a little boring for me but this is wiping away everything I know about the music that's going to come from the talking heads (laughs) and just taking it in a vacuum of this is the music that people could hear. There's no doubt in my mind that if I was, you know, around in 1977 and listening to, you know, punk and new wave. And I came across this album that, that I would have absolutely flipped over this album because it, it is just... It is doing stuff that I absolutely love as far as attitude and lyrics and it's it's spiky and punky but it's got some funk to it and it's really yeah. bouncy and it's got so much character and the songwriting is really good although some of the songs have maybe too many parts to them. <laughs> but I, I just... I have gone, you know, over the last couple of months, I've gone from really liking this album to
1: loving this album. Yeah,
2: yeah. So is it your number one as well?
1: Okay, so I got to tell you that when I started even thinking about a top ten list, okay? Yeah? The first thing, number one for me, I knew was going to be Blank Generation, okay? Really? It didn't happen. Oh,
2: okay. 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 All right, it um, it didn't even make your top it, ten.
1: It didn't. I want to give an honorable mention because yeah. I respect Richard Hell and I love that album. Yeah. It just it didn't quite make my number ten, no, my top ten. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then and then I was introduced to this French band called Stinky Toys. Okay. And Stinky Toys I thought was freaking well, you, amazing. You
2: are really gonna draw this out,
1: aren't you? I am totally gonna draw it <laughs>
2: <laughs> Driving me nuts. Okay, so, all right.
1: So but Stinky Toys I think deserves to be on somebody's top ten, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately they're not on mine. Yeah. So, yeah. So my number one, as you've guessed, is talking head seventy seven. Yes. <laughs>
2: Okay, so tell me tell me why you love this album, because you going into it, you weren't so.
1: It it uh, it was only so so, I think, uh, when I first started listening to it. Um, And I think part of that had to do with the uh, fact with the fact that Psycho Killer is one of my all time favorite songs, period. You know not just of Talking Heads, but I just I love that song so much and I have loved it for years. And so I kind of feel like... I, th- I think I was worried that I, I, the rest of the album was like just kind of underwhelming compared to that song or what that song did to me. You know what I mean?
2: Well, the other songs are pretty different. I mean, it, it is distinctly different yeah. from all the rest of the songs.
1: Yeah, and, um. and that's true. So I... I kind of turned off that part of my brain that was like, yeah, but they're not psycho killer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. you listen to, Oh, Love Comes to Town or you listen to, uh, or, or even um, don't worry about the government. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like, Oh my God, this album is fucking awesome.
2: <laughs> so. Yeah. No, so I just want to point out that, oh, okay. So um, when we did our summer of 77 episode yeah. and we picked our best of show, yeah. Neither of us picked this album, it's so true. I picked yeah. Richard Hell over the Talking Heads, and I believe that you picked Ian Dury, right? Yes, this is true. Yeah. So um, talk about the little album that could. It just <laughs> keeps chugging away. I mean, yeah. it, it it is, and I guess that's part of the reason why I like this album so much, is it's it's v- it's very unassuming there it's not bomb. well i guess psycho killer is maybe the most bombastic what? of the songs and that's bombastic in talking head terms <laughs> you know it's not yeah you put it next to the sex pistols or or um richard hell and it's you know it's a quiet little mouse just yeah. hanging out in the corner but um but it is yeah i i'm Sup- really surprised i'm not surprised that it's in your top five but i'm surprised it's your number one <laughs> yeah and i'm i'm really pleased that both of us um have the first uh two top two i'm, um, I'm
1: yeah I am it's, too.
2: my prediction is it's never gonna happen again, again right <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well there's even less of a chance next next season because of all the music yeah you know yep. um you know, 77 was big for punk rock and new wave, but only in the sense that it was still new. And, uh, and so there were very few artists. Well, you know, next 78 is going to be so much bigger. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good one.
2: Awesome. So now, um, we have to take a short pause here. (laughs) Um, Which means we're going to stop recording um, and uh, we're, we'll let the, the votes come in and we'll tally them up and um, then in a couple of days we'll uh, hop back on. I will know the results but you won't so it'll be a surprise to you yeah. and we will uh, we will reveal the finalized top 10 albums of 1977 so oh. Rob mm-hmm. I'll talk to you in a couple of days
1: okay thanks uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see you soon
2: and hey we're back oh yeah so uh. it's um, <laughs> it's several days later we've got um, the the deadline for for getting the votes in has come and gone. Um, I have tallied up everything. But and Rob, you don't you don't know what's no, I, on the I, list, do you? I
1: intentionally stayed away from it. I want to be totally surprised.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, um, I guess we'll just jump right into it. Now we are this is the one time that we're allowing ourselves. To break our own rules in the sense that um, normally we, we try to he- adhere to the um, deep cuts part of the show. However, we decided since this is the best of 77 albums and, and most of these albums are people's favorite albums because of certain songs that are quite quite often the most famous songs we will um during this countdown play some of the most popular songs off of these albums only just makes because sense. it seemed seemed appropriate yeah um so we had um a couple of ties in in here and um you know, we we went to the tiebreakers, which I explained before, which is we looked at um, the uh, Rob and I's bottom five, Right. and then that would be the tiebreaker. And um, so there was a tie for the number ten spot, but Rob. Um, Rob, your list uh, ended up determining who got into the number 10 spot. So (laughs) let's just, before we get into the top 10, let's just give the honorable mention, um, the number 11 spot to um, Blank Generation by Richard Hell and the Voidoids. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. Wow. So. Surprised me. It really surprises me.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, I, um, if I had kept my list when I originally put it together, then it would be a whole different story. But it went from number one to number five for me. So, yeah. Okay. That's just the way it goes.
1: There's a lot of good music this year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, for the number 10 spot, you did have, um, Iggy Pop's "Lust for Life" as I believe you're number, uh, you number eight. Right. So that that was the tiebreaker. Um, let's listen to "The Passenger" off of 1977's 10th greatest new wave or punk album, as per the Deep Dives community. I am the
0: passenger And I ride
2: You got to be happy that, that Iggy
1: pops on there. I am really happy, and you know th- these are two great songs too. Um, I mean, you know this is a really great album. I started to say this is these two great albums. I-, I voted for two albums, but uh, <laughs> um, no, it's. I think it's. I think it's a good album, and I think it deserves to be here. So, uh,
2: yeah the um, the idiot might just show up later on down yeah. the road. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, so the second tie was for the number eight spot. Um, this one was even the tie breakers didn't help. So, Rob, you and I um, just huddled right before we started recording mm-hmm. and right. made an, an executive decision on this yeah. um, oh, wow. because it was either that or flipping a coin. Yeah. So number nine is um, quite a surprise, I think, to both of us. That's uh, Peter Gabriel's debut solo album, Car. Um, We're both real big Peter Gabriel fans, but um, not so much of this album. (laughs) Right? Right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah it's it's a little it's a little too prog rocky for me personally his
1: his later stuff that's it's more new wave i think is is you know it's definitely my favorite uh peter gabriel yeah. stuff so
2: yeah so um the big hit off of this album and and certainly almost certainly the deciding a major deciding factor as to why it's on um, some of our listeners' lists is the song Salisbury Hill. Right. It's also the, the, the song that gives you, like, a hint uh, as to what's to come from Peter Gabriel as far as, like, the pop new wave direction that he's going in. Yeah, that's a good point. Climbing up
0: on Salisbury Hill I could see the city light Still
1: this song was on you know this early album of his um i would have assumed that it was on one of the later ones because it definitely uh, i think the song was ahead of its time um and and to me it's the best song on the album Uh, and it's obviously it's the most popular it's the biggest song on the album but yeah
2: so the um album that peter gabriel's car tied with for the number eight spot um was david bowie's heroes um this was my number three Mm -hmm. um no excuse me this was my number four um and as i mentioned earlier you know this stuff that i like off of this album i love
1: yeah yeah same here it's it's a really good album it's a classic album um and it's i mean i wanted david bowie to be much higher on my list um unfortunately there was just like i said earlier there's just so much good music this year and it it you know when weighing it against other music it, it was hard it
2: was yeah really hard to let it go. yeah well the iconic song off of this is the title track so let's um let's go ahead and Take a listen to Heroes.
1: song is one of the very reasons that i wanted this album to be on my list and i know there are times when i try to uh i try to go against the grain you know and i try to be mm-hmm. like well i don't want that because it's so popular uh, i couldn't i can't help it with this song it's just it's a great song and i'm glad somebody got it you know got david bowie's album on the list it wasn't me unfortunately yeah. <laughs> okay
2: number seven um this is the other real surprise or somewhat surprise to me (laughs) and that is um the dam's debut album damned 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 um not not a lot of people um voted for this but the people who did really liked it um uh, so let's and of course the two iconic songs off of this album we've already listened to, Neat, Neat, Neat and New Rose. Um, so let's listen to a slightly um, uh, deeper cut called Fan Club.
0: Well, I'm craving for a cigarette. Hey, give me a light. been kind of thirsty. Give me something that bites. should we been hanging around here for much too long. All these crazy people waiting for my song. I said, fan club
2: so we talked about this album when we did our mini dive on the damned Um, and I believe that this was my second favorite damned album where did it I think it was a little lower for you, I it, think it was kind of middle of the pack, right yeah
1: i I want to say it was about mid range
2: yeah mm-hmm. have you have you revisited it much since I we did that?
1: Ha- I have yeah um, and i I even I like the dams a little better than I did before um although I will say that this didn't make my you know didn't make my top ten list but um i i'm I'm liking the album more than I did at the beginning.
2: All right, let's go to the number six slot, and this was the third tie that we had for 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 number five, um, and so I went to the tiebreaker and. One of these shows up as your number six pick and the other one shows up as my number six pick. <laughs> so we needed a tiebreaker for the tiebreaker. Uh-huh. And one one of these albums shows up on more lists than the other. So that yeah. is the tiebreaker. But boy, this was close. Um, so that gives us for the number six slot, uh, the Ramones' Rocket to Russia.
1: Oh, wow. Great
2: yeah so your boys made it
1: they made it yeah (laughs) a little lower than I expected but I don't know maybe not lower than I expected I guess it's like again there's so much good stuff out there man they they placed that's all I care about
2: (laughs) yeah well is there particularly uh, a particular song that you'd like to hear off of this that we haven't already heard or
1: gosh I hadn't even thought about it Um,
2: well I I'll tell you what I had um, I had queued up teenage lobotomy. Is that okay? Fantastic.
1: Yeah? Fantastic. Hear some of the punk rock that uh, you know that shaped my love for punk rock music <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, and it never gets old for me it never does
2: yeah so the album that uh, rock to Russia tied with um, that just barely squeaks into the number five spot is wires pink flag Wow okay yeah so um I I expected this m- to be on the top 10, but maybe a little bit lower. Um, so pleased to see that it's um, yeah. squarely in the middle. Yeah. Um, we have already heard all of the songs that I love off of this album. Um, but one of the submissions that we got, um, one of the uh, submit tours, specifically called out the lowdown, nice. so I thought maybe we'd, we'd uh, take again to that. to that What do you yeah, think? Sounds good. The Time is too short But never too long
0: To reach ahead To project the image Which will in time Become a concrete dream Another cigarette Another day From A to B Again avoiding C-DNA C's Where you play the blues Avoiding a death It's the way to go
1: album more and more as you know it, it uh i think i think you've kind of turned me into a wire fan um, yeah or at least this podcast and the, the other listeners because i know that there are other other listeners of the podcast that have really stated that they're big wire fans um and uh and just the music itself has really turned me on to it so i'm glad they're in there and you, you know number five's good man that's a good spot to be in
2: okay now we're to number four so um, there was there was quite a bit of distance between number five and number four so the top four are clearly just well I mean obviously they're the top four yeah. of the list but they're like by a mile yeah. they um, they they really um, kind of hands down dominate 1977 nice. So number four is Elvis Costello's My Aim is True. Oh, well, wow. Yeah. Um, and guess what? You finally get to hear watching The Detectives.
1: Nice. I, I, I'm so glad. I, I
2: know you've been chomping on the bit the whole time. Every time we bring it up, you go, oh, too bad we can't play yeah.
1: watching The Detectives. <laughs> nice. It is my favorite song. Yeah, absolutely. That's sweet. <laughs> I was chatting with one of uh, one of our listeners and um, he had said that he's got his list together. Um, and then he, he was like, although I know that you're not big on Elvis Costello um, I'm, you know, he, I think he threw Elvis in it's his number one pick, but I'll tell you uh, Elvis Costello, this, this album just isn't my favorite album, but I've been listening to a lot of Elvis Costello late, lately, and and I'm I don't know I'm almost embarrassed to say that I'm liking him more. And I, I guess embarrassed don't, is not the right thing to say. Don't be embarrassed. Be
2: proud. Well,
1: I I think the reason I'm embarrassed is because because I never I you know I didn't like him, and yeah. and I I'm embarrassed that that I didn't even bother to to dig deeper um, in Elvis Costello. So. Uh, thanks to thanks to everybody who voted for Elvis Costello because you've uh, you know you've done me a great service
2: <laughs> well you know I've got a little I've had a little bit of the, that same dynamic with the number three oh. which is the sex pistols never mind the bullocks yes. here's the sex pistols nice so, and I discussed this earlier about my the, the sort of love hate relationship i have with this album so keeping in the spirit of playing the you know kind of more iconic songs off of these albums um, i'm thinking god save the queen
0: god save the queen the fascist regime
2: Now that we know that the Sex Pistols is in the number three slot Mm -hmm. I feel like there's maybe not gonna be any real surprises for the next two Mm -hmm. Um, but the uh, so the number two is the clashes the clash
1: oh wow yeah okay you know, I think it's a good spot. <laughs>
2: this Well, this was your number two and my number and your two. your number
1: two, right.
2: So we're kind of, I feel like we're kind of dialed in with everyone else. I think so, yeah. Uh, you ready for a little white riot?
1: Yeah, absolutely, let's do it, yes. this album is in the top two slot Uh, and and i do know what the other album is and knowing what the two albums that we had left i I was still gripping at the edge of my desk going oh my god what is it which which album is it (laughs) you know (laughs) so uh, i'm pretty happy that clash is number two it's a great album
2: yeah so um we really kind of called the top two spots didn't we yeah yeah yeah. so. so that of course no surprises here, Talking head 77 is the greatest punk or new wave album of 1977 according to the Deep Dives community. Um, so many great songs off, off this, of course. The most iconic is uh, Psycho Killer, which we've heard. But we haven't heard, uh-oh, Love Comes to Town, which nice. was almost a hit for them. Yeah. So let's take a listen to that now. wait. Oh.
1: Comes to town is definitely one of my top favorite songs on this album. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, I'm just really glad that the album, you know, I I'm glad that it's on the list. I'm glad that it's on the top five. I'm so stoked that it's number one. And uh, you know, it, it again, like you said, we have we've kind of we're tiled in as far yeah. as you know what's what. But I'm really excited for the future of Talking Eds. I want to hear. Yeah. I want to hear all their other albums too. I'm I'm ready. I, I I'm very pleased, of course, but um a little
2: surprised that it ended up as number 1. I would have guessed Sex Pistols as number 1 like by a country mile. Yeah. So but
1: see, um, see, that's that's one of those things where you expect it because that's kind of what society has taught us to expect.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So here, here are a couple of interesting things about this list. Um, I've been poring over this, um, you know, the last day or so. And um, so it may not be a real big surprise that the um, Talking Heads and the Clash albums, they were the two albums that showed up on the most lists, uh-huh. you know, Summit number five, summit number one, yeah. kind of all over. Um, but the Sex Pistols and Elvis Costello were much more polarizing in the sense that you either loved those albums. If they were, if if it wasn't in your first or second slot, it probably wasn't on your list at all. Right. Yeah. So I, those two albums don't seem to be as much. So there were there were more number one picks for those two albums than there were for The Clash. The Clash was like a number two favorite album, not across the board, but you know, for a lot of people. Um, and uh, we had just a, another little side note. We, as far as submissions go, judging on our average downloads, Uh, My guess is that maybe six or seven percent of our audience submitted. Uh Um, So that's um, actually I I didn't know what to expect. So um, that seems about right. But next year we're going to. We're going to try and get that percentage up, of course. Yeah, that number will go up. So So of the 38 albums that were relevant, um, released in 1977, less than half of them got a mention at all. Uh Um, Real briefly, some of the other albums that um, did get uh, a little bit of love, but not enough to make it into, well, the top 11, Ultravox's ha 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 yeah televisions marquee moon split ends disney rhythmia that was that was a pleasant surprise felt a little uh, out of left field um iggy pops the idiot the dead boys young loud and snotty that was another one that (laughs) made yeah made my eyebrows raise a little bit um The Saints, I'm Stranded, mm-hmm. the Jam's second album, This is the Modern World, and David Bowie's Low. Yeah. yeah. And all the rest of them. Wah,
1: wah. Yeah, well, you know, better Not, luck next time, Suicide.
2: <laughs> yeah, stinky toys. <laughs> stinky toys.
1: <laughs> oh, stinky toys.
2: <laughs> so, um, this officially. Wraps up season one of Deep Dives and Deep Cuts, the history of punk, post-punk and new wave, 1976 to 1986. Um, We start up season two in January. We haven't quite nailed down the exact date, but it'll probably be the second half of January. Um, I'm excited about it. about season two so season two is going to be 1978 and um that's when new wave really starts to you know yeah gather some some momentum and uh it there's gonna be there's gonna be so much
1: great stuff you know I, I was talking with with a friend about this 1978 is so on fire with all the uh, all the music that's coming yeah out. I mean it's it's exploded by 1978 and so our season's going to be packed with stuff with 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 music um, yeah and and my friend said, boy you and Joseph are going to disagree on everything in season two. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is there anything else that you feel needs to be said? This is your last chance to say it in season 1, Rob. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um I tell you what, keep keep an eye on our uh, Instagram, and on our Facebook. Um you know, we're 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 not going away, uh but you'll you know, just just keep your eyes peeled cuz we'll we'll be back and we're going to make a big deal of it. <laughs>
2: Okay, so I should probably just really qu- quickly run through this list again to remind everybody. Yeah, let's do N- it. The best new wave and punk albums of 1977, according to the Deep Dive community, are number one, The Talking Heads, Talking Heads 77. Number two, The Clash, The Clash. Number three, the Sex Pistols, never mind the bullocks, here's the Sex Pistols. Number four, Elvis Costello's My Aim is True. Number five, Wires, Pink Flag. Number six, The Ramones, Rocket to Russia. Number seven, The Dams, Damn, Damn, Damned. Number eight, David Bowie's Heroes. Number nine, Peter Gabriel's debut album, also known as Car. Number ten, Iggy Pop's Lust for Life. And because I love it so much, honorable mention, number 11 is Richard Hell and the Voidoids' Blank Generation. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see you in season two, everybody. I can't seem to face up through the fire. I'm tense
0: and nervous and I can't relax I can't sleep cause my bed's on fire